Welcome and thank you for joining the Kingdom Culture Podcast presented by Kingdom Truth and Power. Our show presents the truth of scripture and revelation knowledge of Jesus the King that challenges our listeners to seek and determine the truth of God for themselves. Now let's get into today's show. Hello everyone. Welcome and thank you for joining the Kingdom Culture Podcast presented by Kingdom Truth and Power. I'm your host, Terrence Lockett, and today is Sunday, June 21st, 2020, and I want to say happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Today's uh, episode here, um, I want to talk to you a little bit about something that God had uh, brought to my attention uh, soon after I woke up this morning, and the thought that came across my mind was, you know, what are the signs of the kingdom um, pretty much in relation to you know how do we know we are encountering or experiencing the reality of the kingdom of God you know what does that look like and when that thought came to my mind um, you know I wanted to kind of take a look and see okay you know what is what does scripture say um, and what's what are some of the signs that we see in scripture that shows us the kingdom of God at work, whether it be in the life of uh, a person, you know, what are their encounters, what are the experiences, you know, what do we see, you know, Christ doing or his disciples and apostles doing uh, that's recorded and that we read really, you know, as often as we read scripture, you know, what does that look like and what can that look like for us? Uh, today um, as the kingdom of God is advancing and so I wanted to just kind of just you know really just talk to you and and whatnot and I have um, I wrote down a a, a list of things that uh, was highlighted to me in regards to you know some of the signs or or evidences of the kingdom of God uh, that you know that I have uh, recognized and acknowledged and Maybe that you have as well. And if you haven't, then maybe, you know, you can reconsider, you know, the things that not only that you read in the scripture, but really the things that you come across and encounter in your everyday life that, you know, after listening to this, you know, we'll be more aware of the things that are happening around us and the things that even happen around the lives of other people that we may hear about or even see and witness with our own eyes that we can say, yeah, this person has had an encounter with God and his kingdom has come upon him. Or yes, you know, I've just had this experience and I believe that God has uh, has made the reality of his kingdom known in my life. And so I just want to go ahead and just talk to you a little bit about that, because, you know, just thinking about some of my own personal experiences, um, you know, being uh, in, in different ministries and attending, you know, various services uh, and whatnot. You know, I've seen a lot of times where a really good message, you know, would be preached uh, and whatnot. And just seeing how people after the, hearing the, the, the message you know, they would, uh, you know, they, they go up to the altar and, you know, they would either accept Christ, give their life to Christ or, you know, um, you know, get saved or whatever the case may be. Um, but then later on, uh, you know, it just seemed like there was nothing, you know, from from things that I've heard or even seen with people the 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 effects of what was preached was not long lasting and i believe that there are different reasons for that you know even jesus when he talked about the um the sower sowing the word in matthew chapter 13 he talks about how some seed falls on um falls on uh by the wayside how some fell on shallow ground how some fell around, among um, thorns and, and rocky soil and how others fell on good ground. And he began to talk about, you know, the different reasons and what, what all of those things represented and how just various things can, you know, cause what God is is, is saying to a person through the message of, of, of the kingdom and how each person... Uh, you know, response to that message. And so, you know, what I'm saying is that, you know, 
just because someone you know hears a message you know and either accepts christ gets saved or whatever and the the, the effects of it are short-lived it's not always necessarily because the message that was preached wasn't of the kingdom um but that there could be other factors and and uh, variables involved as to why something may only have been short-lived um but however at the same time not every message that is preached or or spoken is a kingdom message and when the kingdom isn't being preached or and when another and when something else is 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 preached in its stead um you know we can we can I, i'll say it's, it's safe to say that uh that the effects of it won't be as long lasting as they could be had it been you know the message of god's kingdom and so um you know like i said in, in my own personal experiences you know i've seen where you know a lot of preaching has been catered to the emotions of people and not to their spirit and that has only led to a temporary uh feeling and temporary um uh, temporary fruit rather than long lasting fruit and you know people will hear a good message and you know they'll 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 shout and dance to it and whatnot but no you know they, they haven't had a real solution to whatever it is that they're facing um or they're not equipped to handle something that may be coming down the road for them uh had they heard a true kingdom message that will provide uh, a solution to either something that they're facing right then and there or something that may be coming down the road for them and so you know i'm feeling like and i'm kind of sensing that god is wanting me to speak on this um just to to, to give us an awareness of how can we identify the reality of his kingdom so that we can be equipped and be prepared and, and have the tools and the solutions that we need in order to live life not only victoriously, but with kingly and royal authority so that we can rule over life and not allow life and its circumstances uh, to rule over us. So one of the things that I want to that I want to say is that we have to understand a couple of things here one is that the spiritual realm is more real than the physical realm because the physical realm came out of the spiritual if we look at a couple of verses such as genesis 1 and 1 it tells us that you know in the beginning god created the heavens and the earth okay he created the heavens and the earth notice the order there he created first the heavens that is he created the spiritual realm it's the, it's the realm in which he dwells and then he created the earth which is the physical realm and then in, in hebrews 11 and 3 the author tells us that we understand by faith that the worlds were created by the word of god so that we understand that the things that we see were not made by things that are visible in other words he's saying here that the world the worlds were created from the spiritual realm they were not created by anything physical so the earth did not you know gases and, and things that are that, that we can consider to be physical or natural they were not made by those things the world was not made by anything natural it was made by out of the spiritual so seeing that the earth came out of the spiritual realm it tells us and what God is telling us is that the spiritual realm is a lot more real than our physical realm. And with that being said, it goes in hand with what um, what Jesus was saying, not only to Pilate, but also to um, to the crowds and to, and to the, the religious leaders. Um, actually, if you take a look at Luke chapter 17, I believe verses 20 and 21, um, Jesus had to really, uh, he had to tell the people 
that that the kingdom is already among us. You know, they were asking for a sign about the kingdom. And he said, you know, the sign doesn't, you know, that the kingdom doesn't come with observation. It's, it's not something that you can visibly see, but rather that the kingdom is already here and already present because it's among us. Um, it's not something that is physical. It's something that is spiritual. It's something that you can't see with your eye, with your natural eyes. It's something that has to be perceived and, 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 recognized spiritually with spiritual eyes um you can also see uh examples such as in luke chapter 19 verses 11 through 27 because um in that reference jesus had to correct the people's impression that god's kingdom would, would come physically and appear immediately once he entered into into jerusalem but he had to correct that impression because he needed them to understand that this was something that is not physical this is not a physical kingdom that is set up on the earth. It's something that's spiritual because it reigns in our hearts. It is something that is in us, not outside of us. Um, also in John chapter 18, uh, verse, uh, I believe verse 36, he tells Pilate that his kingdom is not of this world because if it was, his servants will fight for him. But he said his, his kingdom is not of this world, meaning that it's not, it's not earthly. Um, it's it's something that is spiritual therefore because it's spiritual it's more real so when we talk about the kingdom of god we're not talking about something that is physically set up where you can actually go to and point it down and say here this is the kingdom uh of god uh similarly to like if you go over to london you know you can go to london and say i am i am in the realm or the kingdom of of, of england uh, I can go and point over there and say there is um, Buckingham Palace. You know, that's where the queen and, and the throne uh, resides here in this realm. It's nothing like that. And so we have to understand that this is a spiritual matter that we're referring to. But because it's spiritual and it's a lot more real, the reality of it is a lot greater than the realities that we that we experience here on Earth. So, so kind of leading into this, what, what are some of the signs and, and some of the, the manifestations um, that, we can, that we can see or at least acknowledge and recognize that when God's kingdom is, is, uh, is at work, we can say, yes, I've encountered this or I've experienced this or yes, they've encountered it and they've experienced the, the reality of the kingdom. So the first one here um, is, is a reference in Matthew chapter 12, uh, specifically verse 28, as well as um, it's also repeated in Luke chapter 11, verse 20. And it deals with dialogue between Jesus and the Pharisees because Jesus had just cast out a demon from a person. However, the Pharisees refused to acknowledge that what was at work and operating in Jesus, um, that being uh, Holy Spirit, they contributed uh, and attributed to the work of the devil and said that he casts out demons by the power of the prince of demons, that being uh, Satan. And Jesus had to correct them and said, and say, you know, I don't, I don't, if, if, if Satan is casting out demons by him, you know, from himself, then how can his kingdom stand? Otherwise, you know, his kingdom will be divided if he's doing that. But he said, if I cast out demons by the spirit of God, and I believe in Luke, it says by the finger of God, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. So the first sign or manifestation of the kingdom of God being at work is the casting out of demons. So if 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 a minister uh, or or a citizen, a child of God, by the very power of God, that being Holy Spirit, is casting out a de a demon or a devil from a person, and that person is now delivered and set free of that, that is a manifestation of the kingdom of God at work in a person's life 
that being the person casting out the, de the demon, as well as the person in which the demon is being cast out of. It is an encounter. It's, a, it's an experience. So that's the first thing. Casting out of devils and demons is a sign or a reality of the kingdom. All right. Number two, um, in Matthew chapter 16, uh, verse 19, Jesus, uh, this is the, 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 the passage in which Jesus asked them, you know, who do people say that I am? And they begin to say, some say you are John the Baptist. Some say you're Elijah. Some say that you're uh, one of the, you know, uh, another of the prophet. And Jesus come back and ask them, well, who do you say that I am? And God reveals to Peter that he is the Messiah or the Christ. And Jesus said, you know, tells him that, you know, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, uh, but my father in heaven. And then he begins to tell them that tell peter that you are uh you are now peter and upon this rock i will build my ecclesia uh and he begins to let them know that i give to you the keys of the kingdom and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven this is a heavenly or a kingly or a royal level of authority to permit and forbid uh, 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 situations or circumstances on earth. And as a side note here, I, I want to I say this here because I feel like the Holy Spirit is bringing this to my mind as I'm speaking. A lot of times people say, why do God allow certain things to happen? Why don't God step in and, and forbid or prevent this from happening? And the reason, one of the reasons I believe for it is because the authority he gave man on the earth. The scripture says that the heavens belong to the Lord, but the earth he gave to man. Why did he give it to man? Well, if you heard and listened to the, the previous episode about what is the kingdom of God, I talk a little bit about that, how God gave authority and dominion to rule over the earth to man. And part of restoring that rule and that authority back to man is giving us the keys to, to loose and to bind. That is to give us to restore the legal right to have authority in the earth. And Jesus is telling him that to the ecclesia, he has given the authority to loose and to bind. That is to permit or forbid so that so that that legal right to rule again under the authority of God is given to us and so if we allow certain things to happen on the earth Jesus said that whatever you allow or whatever you permit to happen God will permit in heaven he's going to allow it to happen whatever we forbid or bind on the earth God will also bind in heaven and so it's a level of authority and God respects the authority that he gives us. Now, will there be times in which God will step in and forbid things that are happening on earth that we are allowing? Yes, I believe so. Otherwise, mankind will destroy himself. And I think about the time in which the Cold War, I believe that God divinely stepped in uh, to, to prevent man from annihilating himself and i believe that's just one of the examples and i believe there's many other examples throughout history that god has stepped in supernaturally to prevent certain things from happening uh to the human race so that we can survive and continue to rule the earth as he is intended so the second manifestation or sign is the is the authority to permit or forbid or and forbid on the earth so when you see someone walking in king kingdom authority and they permit or they're uh forbidding certain things to happen uh within their realm of authority then we are experiencing and witnessing uh the kingdom at work and operating in the life of that person all right number three the third thing that i have here is um a few passages here in which um, they all kind of relate to each other but Matthew chapter 10 verses 1 through 8 uh, Luke chapter 9 verses 1 and 2 
uh, as well as verse 6 and 10 through 11. So again, that's Luke chapter 9. All these verses are in Luke 9, uh, 1 and 2, 6, 10, and 11. And then Luke chapter 10, verse 9. And I believe these are passages in which Jesus sends out his disciples and preparing them for ministry. And he gives them authority to cast out demons, heal the sick, um, heal all manner of, of uh, sicknesses and diseases. Um, and then telling them that, you know, that, that, that the kingdom of God is near you and to preach the kingdom message. And so the third sign or manifestation of the kingdom is the preaching of the king of the gospel of the kingdom followed by uh, power these are things like healings casting out demons miracles raising the dead etc uh when the when when the gospel message is preached and you'll notice when you look at these passages and i want you guys to go back and, and reread these scripture references that i'm giving you and not just take my word for it but go back and read it within this context and you'll see you know that what i'm saying lines up with what what the scripture is revealing because when the gospel is preached it it, it often says you know he preached the gospel of message and healed the sick or he cast out or you'll see that after he has preached or taught on a topic or a subject of the kingdom he always followed it up by performing some kind of miracle or some kind of healing or casting out a demon you know there was always some kind of demonstration of power that accompanied the true gospel message of the kingdom and so this was pretty much the people's salvation because the gospel of the kingdom and the kingdom message is always accompanied by salvation and i'm not talking about salvation for life after death or or the afterlife i'm talking salvation here and now because salvation is mainly uh mainly for now because eternity has already been taken care of for us that's the easy part because when we when we die and we go back to god there is no more the presence of sin sickness death all of that is no longer an issue anymore they no longer exist they don't they no longer have an effect on us so that part is easy that part has been taken care of but salvation is for now and salvation includes in 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 uh uh it it uh there's a word a specific word i'm it's right on the tip of my tongue but for whatever reason i can't uh i can't say it or whatever but it encompasses i think that's the word i'm looking for it encompasses everything such as healing our deliverance our freedom our liberty our preservation our safety our security our wholeness our health our our prosperity it, it encompasses or envelops all of those areas of life that is what salvation is when when, when a person hears the gospel message and they're saved or when they speak something that god is speaking from heaven uh uh, then salvation begins to manifest and unfolds in either that person's life or in the life of another person in which that message or that word is being spoken. And so salvation, uh, it includes all of these things and it's never separate one from another. So when we talk about the gospel message of, of, of salvation, it's not only salvation for, for, uh, the, the, the spirit of a person, uh, but it's their soul and their body as well. And it includes the things such as healing and deliverance, uh, uh, security, wholeness, health, prosperity, freedom, liberty, all of these things. And when the gospel is preached, there is power that is accompanied with it. Okay. And so when we look at these things and we hear a true gospel message of the kingdom of God, there has to be power that that backs up what is being said it's like the power the demonstration of power uh reinforces the message that is being said and it reminds me of um uh, of the example in which 
there was um, a, a passage of scripture. I can't remember the the the, the book chapter and, and verses, but there was a time when Jesus was in a house, and the house was so crowded that you know no one else can get inside. So there were some friends of a man who was who was lame, and what they did was they made an opening in the roof and, and lowered him on his bed down to Jesus so that Jesus can heal them, heal him. And you would think that Jesus would say, here, let me heal this person. But instead, he, he tells the man that his sins are forgiven because forgiveness of sins is part of the gospel of the king, the, the gospel of the kingdom. And so he tells them, your sins are forgiven. And the Pharisees and religious people, you know, they they were like, you know, who is this man that, you know, that, that is, that's forgiven sins? Only God can forgive sins. They got offended at that. And Jesus, so he, he asked them, what is easier? Is it easier to forgive sins or to tell this man to get up and walk? And I believe the question was rhetorical. But it served a purpose because forgiveness, as I said, is a part of the gospel of the kingdom. We get when you enter the, the kingdom, you receive forgiveness of sins. And so he told them he was like to show you that the son of man has power on earth to forgive sins. He looked to the man and he said, rise, take up your bed and walk. So what I'm saying here is that when we hear a true word of the kingdom, there is always a level or, or, or a demonstration of power that, that uh, proceeds it. Always. Always. And I want to say this. Even if your church, quote unquote church, your ministry uh, or, 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 you know, wherever you go to, 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 to either fellowship or hear a message, even if they're not preaching the kingdom per se, if they're preaching something that pertains to the kingdom, uh, uh, and, and, and God backs it up with either healings, miracles, or, or some other uh, form and demonstration of power. It's not because of the person speaking the message. It's because God honors his word. And this is sometimes why we can look at a person who, or we may consider a person who is not living right. Or someone who even may be in sin or even someone who's not even saved at all but God gives that person uh, something to say and this person says it and it comes to pass why it's not because that person is living right or that person is is in right standing with God it very well may be that whatever this person said lined up with what God is saying and God is honoring his word. All right, let's move on. The fourth thing I have for you here is um, in Matthew 6 and 33, which is a familiar uh, verse, uh, which is also found in Luke 12 and 31. Uh, Jesus says, you know, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you. Uh, what he was referring to here when he said all these things, he was talking about the things that unbelievers or pagans uh, 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 worry about um, and and think things like food. You know, what are we going to eat? What are we going to drink? What are we going to wear? You know, they they're worrying about their physical needs, the things that the physical desires, um, and it's not just limited to uh, uh, to food, drink, and clothing, but it's pretty much anything that we seek after that will satisfy or fulfill our natural desires. And we understand that there are a lot of natural desires, not just for food, drink, and clothing, but for a lot of other things. But Jesus is saying, but if we, if we seek the kingdom, 
then our provisions or or he'll make provisions and he'll meet our provisions supernaturally and so what that looks like here for us is that when we set our mind and our heart our desires to seek after so that we may possess or obtain uh, and enter into his kingdom god takes care of all of our needs he provides for us supernaturally and so um you know i want i want to share something because uh, just just this past uh uh, Friday evening, um, we held uh, a men our men's fellowship uh, virtually, and you know one of the brothers was telling us that you know for the longest time his heart's desire was to have some dental work done, and you know it was just his heart's desire. He never prayed on it he never asked god for it or anything like that but there was just some things that he was looking to get done um you know orally and whatnot and not too long ago um he came across a a, a particular person um at, at a hospital while he was visiting uh with his mother who i think had knee surgery or something like that and this uh this person at the hospital i think it was like the chaplain of the hospital um gave him some information or whatever and god uh spoke to him and told him to give this person a call and make a long story short you know he obeyed what god was saying he did what god told him to do and he ended up getting the the, the work done that he wanted to, to get done at absolutely no cost to him no deductions no copay everything call covered uh without any charge to him but you see that is a supernatural provision because he is a brother who seeks the kingdom he seeks after uh, uh god's uh, authority and, and 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 rule uh over his life that god knew the desire of his heart and was able to uh meet that that need supernaturally and when i say supernaturally i'm not talking about something that you know that that we may look at it as something being magical or mystical no it's just something that god does on our behalf and so for us when we seek after the kingdom and while we're seeking god is meeting our needs then he he is supernaturally providing for us and that is one of the the, the aspects or components of a kingdom because in a kingdom, the king provides for his citizens, not the other way around. The citizens don't provide for the king in a, you know, in, in a sense. They, they, they serve his purposes, but they serve his purposes in order for him to provide for them. And so when, we get, when we're in a kingdom, we don't have to worry about hustling and, and, and grinding and, and all of those things. We simply work, we, 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 we do the work that's assigned to us, and while we're seeking the kingdom, God, he, he does his thing by providing for us supernaturally so that we don't have to worry about anything. Again, what is it that we're going to eat? What are we going to wear? What are we going to drink? How are we going to pay our rent? How am I going to uh, pay my car note? Uh, how am I going to provide for my family? You know, How am I going to make ends meet? Uh, uh, how am I going to get this project done? How am I going to find work? Uh, how am I going to, you know, make sure that my child's tuition is paid for? Uh, you know, how am, I, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? Whatever the case may be, you know, how am I going to get out of this jam? Uh, it's it's solution for life. And oftentimes, uh, God's provisions ends up being our solution. All right. Um, Number five here, uh, Luke sixteen sixteen. Jesus talks about, he says, you know, when, uh, when the kingdom of God is preached, every man presses into it or he, he has eagerness. There's eagerness to enter the kingdom when you hear the message of the kingdom. Uh, and 
like eagerness is basically like a hunger or a thirst, uh, the ambition, uh, and even like an, an impatience, a longing or a yearning uh, to enter into the into the uh, the kingdom. And I remember, and I'm and I'm going to share something personal in my own personal experience. Um, I remember, you know, after being in, you know, in, in a religious system for so long, um, I always thought to myself, I'm like, I'm just like, how can I be in relationship with God, go to church, uh, hear preaching, be involved? Uh, and when I say be involved, I'm talking about teaching Sunday school, you know, maybe even speaking every now and then on Sunday, uh, being a trustee, being the deacon cleaning you know helping to clean the church uh uh you know participate in various activities you know how can i be this involved and still have this emptiness like something is missing like where is this coming from i feel like i'm doing all that i know to do but i still feel like there's this emptiness like something is not filled and part of that uh led to you know or i should say not led to but contributed to uh the the, those seven years of depression that i felt because i would hear you know i would go to church i would hear the message and whatnot and i would feel good in that moment so much so to that to the point where because i knew what awaited me at home i didn't want to leave that atmosphere or that environment that made me feel good in that moment because once I went back home I knew that I was going to either end up falling back into depression or feeling a certain way and feeling that emptiness and I'm just like why why do I not feel fulfilled why do I not feel full and it wasn't until 2015 that uh, my 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 apostle, my mentor, who whom I've had on this show, um, in the uh, the born again, what is, what does it mean to be born again? And hearing God's voice, part three episodes, he began talking um, about the kingdom of God, and you know what is fellowship and all of these things, and it captivated me. And the more that I kept hearing about it and I started learning about it and God opening up my understanding to it and transitioning me from that system of religion into the reality of his kingdom, I said, this is what I've been looking for the whole time. It has, uh, uh, it has given me a, that hunger and that thirst and that desire to seek after it, to experience God, to encounter his kingdom, to, to experience everything that the kingdom of God has to offer. And now that I'm a part of it and that I'm beginning to learn more about it and understand it and see its operation and learn how it works and, and how it operates, it, 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 it just, it gives me that longing and that yearning that, that that not not so much to the point to where where I'm trying to feel an emptiness, but it's like an overflowing river where something inside of me springs up and and it just keeps filling me. It keeps filling me and it keeps filling me and until it overflows and and and, and, and it exudes out. And that's what Christ is saying. He's like, when, when you hear the gospel of the kingdom, when you hear the kingdom preached, people are going to want to run into it because it, 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 it provides solutions. It provides power, not just power for miracles and healings, but, but power to exercise the legal right to, to exercise authority. It provides provisions deliverance salvation uh 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 e e you know eternal life you know the, the quality of life and that abundance of life it, it it touches every single area of our lives and when you hear it there is that eagerness to run into it and not look back <laughs>
So when you when you hear the gospel message, if there is that longing and that desire to 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 grab hold of it and run into it and press into it, then you're likely experiencing or uh, uh, looking at an encounter with the kingdom of God. All right, number six, uh, John three and three. Uh, Jesus says, you know, uh, unless you're born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. And, you know, being born again, I'm not going to speak too much on this. Uh, you can listen to the, uh, the episode, What Does It Mean to Be Born Again? But being born again is, is, is another sign or manifestation that you are experiencing and encountering um, the kingdom because being born again means that we are simply living out the original intent that God has designed and created for us in, in order to produce repetitively. That's pretty much what it means. It just means for us to be able to produce and to continue to produce after the spirit so that we bear fruit and that that fruit will remain okay so so when you are actively producing producing after the spirit after the things of the spirit whether it's in you know how the way that you think in your behavior in your attitudes you know all of those things when you are producing after the spirit you are you can be rest assured that you are living out encountering or experiencing the kingdom of God. All right, what else here? Um, Acts chapter 8, verse 12. Uh, I believe this is uh, part of a passage in which I want to say it was Philip uh, who was preaching and he was preaching the kingdom of God. And when the people heard the message, they 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 went and, um, uh, and was baptized. And so... Another sign of it is when you hear the gospel message, uh, you you have this this sudden change of heart to want to identify and that leads you to identify with Christ because that's what baptism really is. You being baptized meaning that you you identify with Christ and His death, burial, and resurrection. And so when you hear the gospel message, you want to identify with Christ because now you 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 may not know it at the time. But your identity now becomes hidden in Christ. And as you begin to identify with Christ and you get and you and you start to 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 grow in your relationship with him, you begin to find your identity because it's in him. So so as as you as 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 you begin to identify with Christ, it could be another sign that you are encountering experiencing. Um, and seeing a sign of the kingdom. That is when you hear the, the message preached, and that, and, you're, and it leads to a, to that change of heart. All right, uh, number eight, uh, Romans fourteen and seventeen. Um, Paul here is telling the Romans that the kingdom is not in food or in drink, but rather it is a life that is led by goodness, peace, and joy. That is empowered or enabled by Holy Spirit. All right. So, uh, if you're looking at the life of another person because you're 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 watching them and you're want and you're wanting to see how this person is living their life, if their life is led by at least three of these uh, traits, of these characteristics: goodness, peace, and joy, then it's very well that this person is is uh, that that the sign of the kingdom is operating in this person but greater than that you want these qualities and these traits to be um, exemplified in your own life so if your own life is led by the good by goodness peace and joy that comes from the holy spirit then this could not be another sign that you are experiencing uh, actively and consistently uh, the operation of the kingdom of god in your life all right, and then the last example that I have here for you is comes from uh, 1 Corinthians 4 and 20. Um, and Paul here is telling the Corinthians that uh, that the kingdom of God, um, it's, it's, it's not in word only or it's not by 
simply by just talking, but rather it's by uh, living by God's power in addition to what is spoken. And living by God's power simply means living by his supernatural administration or in his in his supernatural ability in your life. Um, and one way that you can that you can uh, uh, identify whether a person or yourself is living by that supernatural administration and ability is simply by doing things that you can no otherwise do by human means. Um, a lot of times God will will call us to do something that we can't do on our own. And that's for us to know that his his spirit and his work is at operation in our life. Because if we can do it by human means, why do we need God? If we can do it by ourselves, then we don't need God to do it for us. However, if there's an impossible task that we can accomplish that we know we wouldn't be able to get done on our own and in and of ourselves, it could be uh, a sign or an indication that God's supernatural administration and ability or his power is at work in our lives. And so it's more than just us talking about the kingdom, but it's actually living the kingdom. It's living by that power. It's living by that rule, that reign, that administration, that authority um, and, 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 and within the realm of, of, of God's kingdom. All right. So these are the things that I that I wanted to, to draw out and to bring out. And again, this I don't in, uh, conclude this to be a an exhaustive list, but it's just some things that that has been highlighted to me that I wanted to share with you. Um, I believe there are other things that will, you know, that, that we can see as signs that are operating either in our own lives or in the lives of others that we can say, uh, you know, that the kingdom of God is at work and that the kingdom is among us. Uh, because once we see the kingdom at operation and at work in, in our lives or in the lives of others, we can no longer deny its existence and its reality. And so just to summarize here, I want to just kind of go back and say that one, understand and acknowledge that the kingdom of, of God is not something physical, but it's spiritual rather. Uh, thus, its reality uh, is greater than our physical realm. Um, also the demonstration and the manifestation of, uh, supernatural power, um, is, 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 is something else that we want to look out for. These are things like casting out demons, you know, healings, miracles, raising people from the dead. Um, you know, these are all things that show that what we preach is truth, it's reality, and it's backed up by the demonstration or exercise or manifestation of supernatural power, meaning that we don't do it in and of ourselves, but there is a greater power at work in us that is actually performing the work through us because we are nothing but vessels. We are a means for which God uses in order to, uh, in order to, to, to accomplish his will, his desires, his intentions, his influence, his work in our lives and through our lives in the earth um, the other thing here is that um, and summarizing is that the exercising of kingly and royal authority uh, kind of goes back to what I was talking about as far as uh, uh, loosing and binding you know when when we exercise true authority this can be a sign of uh, of the kingdom of God at work or in operation um, another thing Summarizing supernatural provisions are made on our behalf and for our benefit. Uh, number five, longing or desiring to seek, enter, and possess the kingdom when, when we're hearing what God is saying. Uh, producing repetitively according to the intent of God, because again, it was God's original intention that we, when he created us, uh, he created us to produce, which is what the word born means. To be born means to produce. To be born again means to produce again or produce over. It's 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 a present tense phase. So it means to produce over and over and over and over and over again. Um, but the, but this pr production is in a spiritual sense because we are to produce after the spirit. 
and then just to wrap up uh, the last summary here, um, that a life led by the power, goodness, peace, and joy uh, of God that is enabled by Holy Spirit. And so all of these things here, uh, when God's kingdom comes upon us, and this is very important that I want to say here, when God's kingdom has come upon us through any of these methods or these means, these are expressions of God's goodness, uh, his kindness, his grace, his concern, his heart, his love, um, and even his good pleasure towards us. God wants to be made known uh, to all people. And so when he when he wants to bring his kingdom to a person or to a community or to a family, it is for him to to express his love and his heart to us so that we can see see him for who he really is. Jesus never had any tolerance for anything that plagued a person. Whatever was binding a person or kept a person bound that did not liberate a person or 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 that that negatively affected a person Jesus always had a solution for it now the solution for it was dependent oftentimes by our faith and we need we need faith we have to understand that faith plays a big role in this because Jesus responds to faith. God the Father responds to faith. The Holy Spirit res responds to faith. And the only time that God will not do something is when we lack it. As a matter of fact, in his own in his own hometown, he said that you know the scripture says that there was he, he couldn't do you know many miracles there because of their unbelief. The only thing he did was he was just he, he just healed a few people, but he could not do the things that. He wanted to express to them and that he wanted to uh, to express uh, from the father to them because of their unbelief. So faith plays a huge part in this. So I'm going to leave that here with you. I'm just going to drop it and I hope that you pick it up, that you you know look back over these and, and really consider and seek out the truth of God for yourself and, um, you know, see what it is that God is saying specifically to you. But I just wanted to drop this on you and, and hope that you enjoy it. And again, happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Um, God bless you. I love you. And until next time, this is Terrence with Kingdom Culture Podcast, and I'll see you later. Thank you for listening to the Kingdom Culture Podcast. We truly hope and pray that you have enjoyed today's show and that it has inspired you to seek the truth and kingdom of God. It is also our prayer that you find comfort and solutions to life situations. Until next time. May God's kingdom come and his will be done on earth as it is in heaven.